הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש משם בארץ המה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פייגה בצמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם תדעי רבנו תדעו תורה קצ"ב תורה 192. רבנו תרזס דע נו שדיבור אמת שיוצא מפי הצדיק האמת that the true word that emerges from the mouth of the true tzaddik, even if it's just worldly matters, even if it's words that speak about the world, more precious than the words of Torah of another tzaddik. So, Rabbeinu always, as we've seen many times, differentiates between the true tzaddik and other tzaddikim. The true tzaddik is one. It's a unique tzaddik that comes up once every, however long. It's a neshama, Moshe Rabbeinu. Very unique neshamat that we know. Uh, Rabbanu speaks about this inyan. That there are many tzaddikim amitim, but the true tzaddik emet at this category is uh, one bechina. It's, uh, it's uh, Rabbi Shimon, Moshe Rabbanu, uh, the Bar Shem Tov, the Arizal, and Rabbi Nachman. Rabbanu said he was the last one before, or he will be the last one before um, the Mashiach. He's going to be the last chidush. So we see here that when... Rabbeinu, or for example, Rabbi Shimon, or this tzaddik emet, speaks a word of Torah, or speaks a word in general, even if it's not Torah, even if it's just mundane conversation, it's actually more precious than the divrei Torah of another tzaddik. Because with the words of Torah of another person, it's possible that there's an admixture over there. There's lots of uh, mix, meaning that there's... Um, not just only emet, there's things that aren't so emet in there. But this word, that speech that comes out from the mouth of the true tzaddik, is only truth, alone. And because it's only emet, and it has no mixture in there, no mix of bad or anything else, there's literally nothing more precious than this. And anyone who listens to the word of the the words of the the mouth of the the words that come from the mouth of the true tzaddik, which is completely true words, and specifically when you're looking at the tzaddik at that moment, and your eyes shall be shall see your teacher, meaning that you're looking at the teacher while he's saying this. You're actually receiving the aspects of the tzaddik. The tzaddik's uh, countenance and his intellect and his neshama. His countenance, his intellect, his neshama. As we know, the intellect is the neshama, as we saw uh, in other lessons. Because the tzaddik um, puts his intellect within the words that he's originating. And this person who's looking at the tzaddik and listening to the tzaddik is receiving this word, these words. So you see that you're actually receiving the tzaddik's intellect, not just his words, but his mind. This is also the aspect of the soul. For the soul is the aspect of the intellect, as we said. The soul of the Almighty gives them understanding. And we see that the soul of Shakai gives Bina understanding. So we see that the soul presents this aspect of intellect. And what did Rabbanu say? So we see that that verse in Ayyav proves the idea that the Sechel is the Neshama, is the, or the Neshama is the aspect of the intellect. 
And Rabbeinu also said earlier that you're receiving the countenance of the tzaddik. Because the word that the tzaddik is saying is true. And truth is the countenance of all the holy countenance. is a countenance that encompasses the rest. It's above everything else. Chapter 24. Those who seek your countenance, Yaakov, forever. <clears throat> and we know that Yaakov is what? That we, that we say about Yaakov, that truth was given to Yaakov. So we see that Yaakov, truth, seeks the countenance constantly. So we see that truth and the countenance are one idea. In fact, countenance or truth is the countenance of all the holy countenances. So we see that the one who is receiving the words of the true tzaddik, from the mouth of the tzaddik, is receiving his countenance, his intellect, and his soul. And in this, the person who is listening to the words of the tzaddik um, has the image and the likeness of the tzaddik being portrayed and engraved in his mind. Which is the intellect and the countenance and the soul that we said. That the soul, the countenance, and the intellect of the tzaddik is being engraved within the person who is listening. Rabbeinu tells us the condition for this. If you want to engrave all these ideas that we just explained within your mind when you're listening to the tzaddik, you need to guard yourself from forgetfulness. Shichecha. From being forgetful. Because forgetfulness makes a person forget everything. Meaning, if you're forgetful, then you're going to forget all that was engraved in your mind from that speech that the tzaddik said. Because through forgetfulness, one forgets and passes over everything. And even if you write that thing in the book as a memory, so even if you're going to write the things inside a book so that you don't forget forget them, so that the, the likeness of the tzaddik, the details of the tzaddik, the intellect, the, the countenance, the neshama of the tzaddik isn't forgetting, it, that you don't forget it. Rabbeinu tells us that whenever forgetfulness becomes even stronger, what happens, that forgetfulness can attack even the book in which you wrote. Because Rabbeinu tells us that, God forbid, whenever the tzaddik or the chacham, the wise man, passes away, that the wise man who was speaking and originating that word, that you're trying to remember, he passes away, God forbid. Forgetfulness becomes stronger. I've become forgotten from the heart like the dead. And Rabban was interpreting this to be the aspect of uh, the countenance, the sechad, the nisham of the tzaddik. When he passes away, he becomes forgetful. He becomes uh, he becomes forgotten. And then this forgetfulness then transfers to even this book that you had written in order to remember. Rabban tells us there's an advice for this. To picture before you the likeness and the image of this Chacham, this wise man, at the time that you're studying and you're learning from his words. To picture the tzaddik as if he's in front of you. Or sorry, in Shkalim Perek Bet. I believe in the Mishnah. That you need to draw at the time of studying as if the Tana, the author of the Mishnah, is standing before you. You need to design and to picture 
That's as if the Tana is literally before you when you're learning. Because within the books of the, the Tzaddik and the Chacham, the wise man, you have in his books engraved and pictured already there the likeness of this wise man. Meaning the Tzaddik's form is already pictured in his writing. Because those words and the letters that are engraved and pictured and um, formed inside his book are actually this wise man's intellect and his soul. The aspects of his countenance, as we said above. We see that this tzaddik's intellect, his soul, his countenance, which is literally his form, his likeness, are within those letters and those words. So we see that within um, every single book, you have engraved the image and the likeness of this wise man who originated those words written inside that book. Because according to the tzaddik's likeness, meaning his intellect, his soul, his, um, his countenance, this is how the letters inside his book are designed. Meaning the way he writes and his Handwriting, as we saw earlier, that the tzaddik can know the primut of the neshama through the handwriting, etc. Meaning, within the handwriting of the tzaddik, you have engraved over there the tzaddik's entire form, the way he looks, everything, his intellect, his soul, his countenance. Because Rabbeinu tells us that if the tzaddik looked a different way, had a different likeness, had a different form, his intellect, his countenance, his soul. If his soul were to be different, his countenance were to be different, his mind were to be different, he would originate and design the letters in his book differently. Because according to the soul, this is, according to the intellect, this is um, his likeness. Meaning, according to that which is written in your book, this is how you, according to the way you write, according to the way you originate, this is who you are. So we see that within every single book, you have the, the image and the likeness of that wise man. And when a person merits true memory to remember the words of the wise man as, he, as the wise man said it, or by the fact that you study what the wise man said 101 times, Rabbeinu tells us that through the 101 times as it brought down from the Gemara, through 101 times of study you merit to remember something. So that when you say this word in the name of the wise man, you actually picture before you the likeness and the image of this wise man. As if the wise man um, said it himself. But however, the remembering has to be truly with the power of memory. So that the um, likeness and the image of this tzaddik is literally engraved in this person's brain. This is what it says in One who learns when a child. Um, one who learns when he's a child, who is he similar to? So the brother and over there, this idea of one who learns when he's a child, who is he similar to, etc., 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 didn't finish. Rabbeinu didn't bring it up. But Rabbeinu is comparing this idea to something else, to what we just explained. Because 
this person who's studying with a student, it's as if he's literally writing the ink on the paper, and he's literally engraving the letters of his intellect on this paper. The same is true of whenever a, a teacher is teaching a student, that he's engraving within the student's intellect, um, that this tzaddik is engraving his own intellect, his own likeness, his own form within the brain of the, the, the student. Literally. Rabbeinu tells us, however, within study, there are different aspects. There's the aspect of one who, who's learning when he's a child. Meaning that there's a, this aspect of what? Whenever a person's learning as if he's a child, meaning what? When the, when the student is coming to listen to, from, the, from the, the Rav himself, literally, from the words of the Rav, whenever he's speaking, and at the time when the Rav is originating these things, these words, that the Tamid is in the aspect, the student is in the aspect of a child. Because these original concepts that Tzadik is revealing, they come about and they exist. Um, how does he make them come about? How does he bring them into existence and bring them into manifestation? It's whenever he elevates these souls in the aspect of pregnancy and he renews them. Look over there in Torah 13, Rabbeinu explains that the Tzadik is able to bring down novelties, especially novelties of the Torah of the Mashiach, by renewing souls and bringing them up and then bringing them down in an aspect of renewal. And drawing down chesed, etc. But over there he's able to bring down chidushim. So how does the tzaddik bring down chidushim? By renewing the souls of these students. So we see that the student is the aspect of a child. It's as if he's born literally today. It's an awesome thing. It's as if literally the, the, the rav is it's compared this analogy of the Rav engraving his form within the student and his intellect and his soul within the student is compared to literally ink being written upon new paper. That on the paper you're able to engrave whatever is written over there and to form these letters without any smudging. It's perfect. The same is true with the Rav and the student that he's able to picture and to engrave within the student's mind very well this aspect um, of this Torah that he's teaching and he's able to bring it to memory. But the one who learns when he's old, meaning that he's not learning from the Chacham. So the one who learns when he's old is is like one who doesn't listen from the mouth of the wise man himself. Or even from the mouth of the tzaddik. But afterwards, Rabbeinu telling us that this person who learn, who, who's compared to the old man, not the young one that we saw in Pekabot, but this is a reference to the old person. What does it mean to be old? That he's not listening to the words of the Chacham himself when the Tzaddik is speaking, but only afterwards, not at the time when the Tzaddik is originating this concept. So what happens if that's the case, if, it's a, if this person isn't listening to the Tzaddik in the time where he's saying this novelty? Then his soul isn't renewed. 
the soul isn't renewed in the aspect of pregnancy as we saw above. Again, so this student is in the aspect and in the category of an old man. It's as if he was beforehand, the same as before. It's as if the, the Rav is writing his, with ink on a paper that's already been used. That the paper, that the writing is smudged. The same is true of this novelty that this Chacham is originating. Even though the Chacham is engraving these words within his student's um, brain. Nonetheless, it's still not completely engraved perfectly there. And the student can forget it. And this is the aspect of what is brought down in the Gemara It's enough for a servant to be like his master. Now Rabban is going to play with the words here. Dayo. And we're going to see Le'eved Daika. Rabban tells us specifically uses the word in the Gemara over there like a servant. A servant is one who remembers. Is this person who's in the category of remembering that which he received from his teacher by the fact that he studied and reviewed it 101 times. One who serves God. What does it say about in the verse in Malachi, in chapter 3 of Malachi, verse 18, it uses the, the phrase over there, Ovedelokim, one who serves God, a servant of God. And what does the servant of God mean? It's brought down in the Gemara Chagigah that this is interpreted to be a person who reviews his studies 101 times. So we see that one who's, a, who's in the category of a servant of God is one who reviews his, student, his teaching 101 times, meaning he remembers and engraves within his brain. And through this memory, he merits to be like his teacher. Because this form and the likeness of his teacher appears to him while he's resharing this Torah. And when he's sharing these lessons of his teacher, it's as if the rabbi is saying it literally himself. Because within the student's brain is engraved and formed the countenance. And the likeness of his teacher, kidiok tuval anyakana. That's what it says in the Gemara Barachot. Dayo, it's enough for a servant to be like his master. What does it mean? It's enough. Dayo, it's the same words. It's the same word. The same letters as dayo ink, meaning what? <clears throat> because this student, because the teacher is engraving um, his countenance and his likeness within the mind of uh, his student, just like a rabbi, just like the rab, the tzaddik who writes um, ink, who writes with ink on a perfect paper. That this dayo that is written over there in the Gemara, it's enough for a servant to be like a master. Dayo, it's enough, is the same word as dio, is the same letters as dio, ink. The ink that is written on the paper. And the same is true of what is brought in the Zohar, Kadosh, Tchuma. Daf Kuf Nun Tet, Ayen Sham, look over there. Because the engraving of this form of the tzaddik by his student is this aspect of ink. Because that which is being engraved is only the form and the likeness of the tzaddik. Because this is the principle. That all the enclosing, that one level was enclosed in another level. That how does the enclosing works? That the lowest level um, um, becomes enclosed in the, the highest level of the, of the world below it, etc. 
meaning the feet of the upper of the supernal becomes the first station of the lower level. So we see, for example, um, with regard to the worlds, the highest world is Atsilut. So if the bottom of Atsilut, which is Malchut, um, how does Atsilut enclose itself within the world of Beria? That the Malchut of Atsilut, the lowest part of Atsilut, becomes the Keter, the highest point of the world of Beria, the world right below it. This is the way it works. As he brings, as Rabbeinu brings down, um, <coughs> this idea it seems to be brought in Etzchayim, um, in the Yerushalmi Shabbat, etc., in different places. Shirashim um, Rabbah, if I'm not mistaken. This idea that that which a crown, sorry, that which wisdom made a crown for her head, humility made a heel for her sandal. We see how the crown, um, that's sorry, that the sandal of humility then becomes the crown of wisdom, how it enclosed within another. And this, uh, this verse explains this connection between the two. The sandal then becomes the crown. And this is why only the form is pictured. This is like a uh, like ink. That even though the form and the image is becoming becoming literally pictured, nonetheless it's still only a picture and the form. It's not the the thing literally itself. The same is true of speech. Even though within the speech itself is pictured this form of the tzaddik nonetheless it's only a picture and a form a likeness nonetheless it's still only the lower level of this tzaddik meaning speech the speech is the lowest level of the tzaddik we and understand this and this is what it's brought down in we know that speech is so uh, the lowest point the the this is what becomes enclosed within the student. So the speech, only the speech can become enclosed within the student because the lowest point of the, of the Talmud becomes enclosed within the, the student himself, within the Da'at of the student, and this is how it works. And this is what is explaining Yerushalmi Shkalim, Black fire upon white fire. This is the aspect of mentalities. It brings the verse from Shira Shirim. Drops from Lebanon is what? From the whiteness of the mind. This is the mentality, the brain. And this is what is brought down in Shira Shirim. I'm black, but I'm beautiful. Because that which is black and lowly with regard to the supernal level, Meaning the lowest point of this high world, becomes the beauty and the supernal aspect of the lower world. So we see um, that the lowest point of the highest, the highest um, world becomes enclosed within the um, the highest point of the lower world. And this is the way it works with the tzaddik speech becoming enclosed within the mind of the student. May we have the merit that the words of Rabbeinu, the words of the true tzaddikim, when we study the Torah, are able to um, enter our brain in the aspect of memory, our mind in the aspect of memory, that our souls are able to be renewed, and that we can picture the tzaddik before us when we, when we repeat his words.